and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Good evening, or it could be good morning for you. We have another super solstice guest for you, Ambie Kavana. Alchemy with Ambie was birthed through her personal journey of alchemy, which started her spiritual awakening, what I call an aka cosmic bitch slapping in 2008, thanks to Pluto in Capricorn. Ambie was an entertainment lawyer and an on-air legal expert living in London. Her awakening and subsequent journey led her to uprooting her personal life, moving far across the oceans and changing her career entirely. Over the years, Ambie has studied with many different spiritual teachers, travelled across the world to holy sites, attended numerous workshops and trainings, resulting in her becoming a life coach, an astrologer, a Reiki master, a sound healer, meditation teacher, and now a podcast host. And for those that don't know what sound healing is, I highly recommend it. Sound healing therapy improves many facets of your life, including emotional and social development, and also helps with, you know, motor functioning and so forth. Ultimately, These new skills all enabled Ambie to align her professional life with her soul's purpose and passion for helping others to create alchemy in their lives. Abracadabra, it's now time to tune into this colourful, astrology human being, Ambie. Enjoy. Well, today we have a very special guest for you all the way from Los Angeles. We've got Ambie Kavanagh. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thank you so much, Catherine, for having me on. It's been such a pleasure. And for our listeners, we were just having a bit of a chat uh, around astrology because Ambie has this really cool, um, Oh, she's about to launch a website, actually, uh, Soul Astrology, which is something really unique. But before we get into that, Amber, we always love to unpack our woman of inspiration. So what's your story? How did you get to where you are today? Well, you know, it's been a bit of a journey, as it is, I think, for most people. But basically, my whole life changed six years ago when I came to Los Angeles for a long weekend and had a very vivid, crazy dream in which a voice (laughs) told me that I needed to move to Los Angeles for the next chapter of my life, personally, professionally, spiritually, in all areas. And I woke up at five in the morning with a complete start and literally just said to myself, oh my God, I have to move here. And this was, by the way, after having quite a, a difficult sort of Oscars weekend, which, you know, it's kind of very, it's very kind of Hollywood, very glamorous, very fun, but also just like a bit of 
the best and the worst of LA. So it's not like I was in love with LA and wanted to move here. And I had this dream and it told me that's what I needed to do. And so I literally followed the dream. Wow, that's amazing. I love yeah. that. And I love the fact too, for our listeners, when we were having a chat, Abby was um, explaining how the name astrology came to her in a meditation. So I think it's really important to listen to those dreams and those those messages you get in meditation. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. I mean, that, that dream, that was the start of my move to Los Angeles. I came out here for three months, um, rented out my apartment in the UK and just took a sabbatical. And during that three months of sort of spending some quiet time, taking some time out, I got the message that, you know, this is somewhere I needed to genuinely move to, not just sort of be out for a sabbatical for a few months, but I needed to move and I moved my entire life across the pond. And then years after that is when I got the message of sort of soul astrology, uh, when I was going through quite a navigating quite a difficult period of life and astrology was helping me. And I guess soul astrology was born through that period of time. So what, talk us through that. What is the difference? It sounds like there's a lot more depth to, yeah, to I mean, it's not just astrology. No, I mean, traditional astrology to me is, uh, you know, it's sun sign based. It's very much sort of, you know, you get horoscopes, you get predictions and or you get traditional astrologers who are amazing. And, you know, there's many, many wonderful astrologers out there, but they write about matters in a way that's, I guess, a little bit less than practical. It can be kind of sort of more esoteric in terms of the ideas. And so astrology is cosmic coaching. It's taking these planetary influences and not saying, oh, you know, the stars, you know, this is what my horoscope says. This is what's going to happen to me. It's saying this is what's happening up above. And this is how me as an earthling can work with those energies in order to create more of what I want and to move my life in the direction that I want it to. So it's very much about co-creating with the cosmos. And it is essentially cosmic consciousness. Oh, I, I love that. And do you want to talk for our listeners who don't know what cosmic consciousness is? Would you like to talk us through that a little bit? Sure. I mean, you know, these planets, the sun, the moon, and, and some of the bigger outer planets like Mercury, we, we always hear about Mercury retrograde, Mars, Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, they have an impact on us as individuals. When you think that the the moon cycle, the lunar cycles have such an impact on the ocean's tides and whether how much they come in and go out. And then you think about us as human beings and the fact that we are 65 to 70 percent water. You realize that we, too, are affected very much by the moon. And we know that, you know, people get the full moon feels, but also the new moon can affect us. We can work with the new moon in a certain way. And so, too, we're affected by the activity of some of the other planets. So if we can understand what's happening with those planets, which part of the zodiac are they in, what's, what aspects are they making to each other, we can actually understand some of the energies which are happening celestially up above that cosmic consciousness. And we can draw down on that cosmic consciousness to work with those energies on a practical level in our daily lives. Mm, I love that. And I love the cosmic coaching. So for our listeners, if they were to come to you for coaching or what, I guess more so, like what kind of things would they come to you for? Because, uh, you know, most of the time you'll actually look for a coach that specializes in something. So for example, if I want to change uh, a bad habit or if I want to improve on my emotional intelligence or if I want to improve on my speaking, um, I'll go and see specific specific coaches that you know um, specialize in those areas so for our listeners what would they come to you like what are some of the things that people come to you for 
Well, you know, I get people who come to me for sort of one-off readings, and that's either to understand their natal chart, to understand what soul astrology says about their natal chart, so the kind of cosmic blueprint that each of us are given at birth, depending on the time we were born, that our soul chose to be incarnated and where we were born. But other times people come to me to sort of understand, you know, again, a one-off reading to sort of say, what's the current cosmic weather affecting me? How is this affecting me? And how can I work with these energies? And normally it's because something's either happened to trigger them seeking out help or because they want to make a bit of a change in their life and they're feeling stuck. And then I get people who sort of are less focused, I guess, on the astrology and more on the alchemy of how can I transform my life? And I guess as somebody who's you know, created great transformation in her own life, I've done the work, I've learned how to do it myself. And so I'm able to guide other people through that, whether it's to do with their professional life, whether it's to do with their health, whether it's to do with their personal life, it's just something that I've done across the board. And in turn, in going through my own journey, I've acquired the skills and the knowledge and, and the consciousness to be able to help others to do the same. I love it. it sounds so magical. I've got this picture of... Um the magician card, the tarot card, with all your tools oh, when you're talking funny. about alchemy. Yeah, very much so. So what? So for uh, when you're talking about alchemy um, transformation, what do you using uh, specific tools, energy? Uh, what sort of modalities do you use when you're actually working with someone and taking them through an alchemy transformation? Well, you know, for me, I think that alchemy is a mind, body, soul, three hundred and sixty de- degree approach. And so, yes, someone might come to me and say, you know, I'm having problems with my health or I'm having problems with my finances or I'm having problems with my relationships. But I like to look at the mind, body and soul and to look at where any of that is out of sync and how we can bring that sort of, you know, into alignment and integrate the higher self into the physical earthly person in order for them to be able to achieve what it is that they want to achieve or to overcome an obstacle and so you know it it can be a range from energy work to practical exercises to remapping their sort of brain consciousness in terms of how they think about things really going in digging deep and sort of rewiring their belief system there's affirmations there's always homework that they have to do my poor clients always complain about they complain but they kind of I know that they love it as well and it's about being accountable because really as me as the coach as any healer any alchemist any person that's guiding you through that process we are just there as the guide the person's really doing the work We're just there to prompt them, to guide them and to hold that space for them to achieve that transformation. But I do look at every single aspect of a person's life. When they first come and see me, especially for people that I take on who I mentor, I literally give them a massive review that they have to fill out and answer about the last year of their life in every single different area and rating their life in different areas in terms of their satisfaction levels. So we start from that because only when you do that review can you see, okay, actually, this is where my life's at in all areas. And so maybe this is why this isn't happening or that's not happening. And it kind of allows us to build a roadmap for success for them, which will include all those different modalities that I talked about, healing, energy work, meditation, mindfulness, and then the practical coaching. I love that. And so obviously the soul piece comes with the astrology, right? So when you're looking yes, at what's, what's the influence within their life at that time. 
Yes, absolutely. And, you know, you look at things like we're all born with karma. You know, we all have this past life baggage or karma that we're born with and we're incarnated with in this lifetime. That can be the thing that's difficult for us. For some people, it's to do with their health. For other people, it's to do with relationships. For other people, it's to do about money. It's always a different thing for different people. But when you can understand that, it can be the thing that unlocks. It's like the key that unlocks opening you up to saying, oh, you know, now that I understand it and I have self-awareness about it, I can work with the energies in order to overcome that baggage, clear my past life karma, sort of in a, in a sense, like clear the soul fractures that they may, may be as a result of that and step into my destiny. So how does one clear karma? I, I'm curious because I know there's different ways uh, of clearing karma. And I guess I'm guessing that you can see the karma, karma through the astrology as well. Yes, Absolutely. Well, again, I think it's a mind, body, soul, mind, body, soul sort of uh, alchemy, alchemic process in order to overcome that. I mean, sometimes we see that we have a tendency towards doing something or a certain situation or a certain pattern in our lifetime, and it's one that doesn't benefit us. It's one that's self-sabotaging, or it's one that's causing great pain to us or others. And I think when we take ownership of that karma, that in itself is the first step towards clearing the karma, is taking ownership and saying, I have a problem. I have a problem in this area or this area. And after taking ownership and admitting that you have a problem, saying, and I want to change this, I want to transform it. Just that sort of recognition and that desire to want to change, uh, it sort of starts that wheel in process to start to overcome the karma. And then it's about everything I sort of referred to before, sort of rewiring the brain, you know, rewiring the brain, whether that's cognitive behavioral therapy, that's not something that I do, but I refer people on to other people who do do that, whether that's hypnosis, whether that's tapping, emotional freedom technique, all these different things, energy work, I am a Reiki master, so I, I don't anymore, but I used to do a lot of healing sessions and sound baths, things like that, that can move the energy. So it's working with the mind, with the physical energetic body and with the soul to kind of get that integration and release that past life karma or that old baggage and to step into the destiny that's meant to occur in this lifetime. Mm, I love that. And I actually, as you're saying, sound bath, I had one just last weekend and it was <gasps> magical. It's probably my third time I've actually experienced it. But I have to say that I'm so zenned out afterwards that it, the whole week it's kind of like just flows. Yep. It's amazing. Isn't it magical? It's the magic of sound. And, you know, sound healing was one of the things that was a big cure for me in my in my time of sort of darkness and my journey of alchemy. I remember the first time I heard a gong in London in a meditation session, which was yogic stretching and then, and then a gong bath. And I thought, wow, it just took me to another place. And that's the joy of sound healing is that for people who struggle with meditation, especially some of my male clients or some of my more corporate type A clients, they struggle with meditation. Whereas I send them to a sound bath or they come to me for a sound bath or they listen to one of my sound bath recordings and they're out. They go to that meditative, relaxed sort of state of being where their brain waves completely slow down and it allows them to to experience that bliss that you know that, that is there and accessible for all of us, but not everybody's good at meditating. That's the joy of sound healing. I think it's a faster cure. Mm, and it's for our listeners that don't know. It's uh, and I don't know how you do, Ambi, but just from my experience, it's, it was just a couple of people, and they had all of these different types of instruments, from gongs to uh, uh, crystal bowls to uh, chimes. Yeah, it was just so blissful. <laughs> 
it's magical, isn't it? Yeah. I think I have seven gongs and about eight bowls and lots of chimes. Oh, and wow. so I use, and because I'm an astrologer, I obviously use, I, I, I have planetary gongs. So I pick particular gongs um, according to what's going on in the cosmos at that particular time to, to channel those energies. Oh, I love that. I didn't even know that existed. You'll have to come out to LA and try one out at some absolutely, point. Absolutely, absolutely. And what about your crystal balls? How do you actually use those ones? Do you so use the them? Balls, yeah, so the crystal balls are very um, they're very clarifying. You simply strike them. as I mean, I use them as part of the sound bath. You play the gongs, then go to the bowls, and you intermix the two. But what I love about the crystal balls is that they actually are very clarifying. It feels like, I don't know if you experienced this during your sound bath that you went to, but they feel like your brain's being flossed out. You know, that there's just this space, this clarifying. It feels like it goes in one ear and comes out the other, as though you literally, your brain is being flossed of all of those thoughts, those feelings, that noise. And that allows the energy of the gong to then kind of really penetrate into your consciousness. Mm. I, I have a crystal ball and uh, a ball and... Um... I normally use it to clear my crystals, my wands or my crystals, or sometimes before I start a meditation as a way to clear the energy, I actually yep. use the crystal bowl then before I start my meditation. Beautiful. You're, 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 yeah. Maybe, maybe you need to get a gong as well. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I think so too. So, Amber, if somebody wanted to embark on a new life or a new career path, what would be that one piece of advice that you would give them? Just don't be afraid to take the leap. You know, um, and you don't need to know exactly how it's going to play out, what you, you're going to need to need. You need to know why. You need to know why it is you want to do what you want to do. Why do you want to change? You know, what, what's, what's your why is so much more important than the how, the when, the what almost even. The, the, those all sort of reveal themselves. The universe sort of supports you once you know the why. And the why could be, you know, somebody saying, hey, I've been in this corporate job for this much time. I'm doing well. I'm making my money. I'm ticking off all these boxes, but I'm not happy. The why could be, well, I'm in this relationship that is kind of great, but it looks great, even greater from the outside, but I know I'm not fulfilled in it. It, whatever it is that's the why, it's the reason for what, what is it that you're looking for? Like what energy are you, you looking to experience in your life? And take that leap of faith and just know that when you jump, you will be supported. It might not be pretty. It might not come work out on your timeline, but it will happen. I feel like the, you know, these, these unseen forces and powers come to our aid and our assistance when we you know, really want to make a change that is ultimately about us aligning with our souls and aligning with our higher selves. Mm, I love that. I do. I do. And I think that that sometimes we get in our own way. And so that's where when you're talking about, when you're talking about don't be afraid to take the leap, I think sometimes we get in our own way and it's because we don't know the how. So I love that the, the fact that you say, don't worry about the how, understand the why, because that's an unconscious driver. And the, the how are kind of like, um, I always think of, uh, uh, what's it called? The yellow brick road, you know, the, um, yeah. it just starts to create and form itself as you're starting, just taking one step forward. Uh, you, you, I mean, that's such a beautiful sort of analogy, like, you know, example. It's like, I can just see that it's, it, that's exactly right. You just, you just have to go one baby step after the other. You know, I've seen people and I've coached many of my clients through this, like leave a job, leave an industry, leave a career, re leave a relationship and not know what was going to come next, but just their bravery. Your bravery is always rewarded. 
Mm. You know, it really is always rewarded. But I think that the rut, the voice of the ego can be so loud to keep us in the rut. How? How are you going to do it? Don't be silly. Fear, you know, all those things. And you have to sort of listen to the, ignore that loud voice, which is the ego, and listen to that quiet voice that is telling you it's going to be okay and that you need to make this change. I mean, I guess that's similar to what happened to me. Yeah. And I love the fact that you can actually um, separate the two. The ego's got the louder voice. So listen to the quieter voice. Yeah. Which is hard, right? Because we need to be silent in order to hear that voice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. So, Ambie, what has been some of your greatest learnings along your journey? Because you're talking about taking, you've done a, you know, you've taken a leap of faith and you've, you don't think that's very brave moving from one country to another. So, what have been some of your lessons? Well, you know, so, this too shall pass, which I think is just a, a widely used quote and expression, but it's true. It's, you know, when you're in tough, really difficult times, it, it can feel overwhelming. It can feel like you're drowning, but they always pass. You know, those times always pass and everybody has storms in their lives. But through those storms, those storms come to clear the air to clear the air and to show you that what's left afterwards is you and the bare bones of sort of who you are. And from there you rebuild. So just for people going through very difficult times, I guess that's that's a big message that I'd like to share. Um, And then also, you know, it's an ongoing process. This process of alchemy to me is not something that we go, oh, I'm just going to work on myself for three months and then I'm done. No, you know, it's, it's, it's an ongoing process of being responsible and accountable for your own life. And that means making the changes internally within yourself on a mind, body, soul level and in your life. And then those changes are, that you make internally, that shift that happens within you, within your consciousness, is then reflected on the external plane in terms of your actual physical life. And I think a lot of the time, you know, myself included, struggled with that. It was like, I just want the change. I just want the change. It's like, no, you have to do the work to get the change. And then perseverance and patience, you know, there really is such a thing as divine timing. And I think so often, again, that loud voice of the ego, well, you've been working yourself for this long, surely it should have happened by now. No, there's a timing for everything. And divine timing is so much better than our human timing. We have no idea of the bigger picture at play. We have no idea of why all the pieces of the puzzle need to come in together for everything to be perfect, for something to occur in our lives. And I think trusting in divine timing, as woo-woo as it might sound, it, it's if you can do it and you can have faith, you know, the world's your oyster. Mm, I love that. And when you're talking about divine timing, do you use astrology to find your divine timing? I absolutely do, you know, look at certain transits and certain times, knowing that certain times are more favorable than others. But what I would also say as a sort of word of caution, because I think with astrology, traditional astrology, certainly sometimes people can become obsessive over sort of, oh, my God, this is in this thing and this is in this thing. So this can't happen at this time or this bad thing is going to happen at this time. And what I sort of like to say to people is, you know, yes, I look at celestial events and celestial weather. Absolutely. And yes, I do plan certain things around that. But also, you know, the stars don't compel, they impel like The divine timing is the timing for your soul and those powers of the universe at large and your your soul who is so powerful, who is part of that universe, chooses the exact right time for something to happen. So as long as you know it's not on your timing, you know, it's just not on your human timing. Oh, this is all lined up and this has happened. And when I say that, I want to give you an example that, you know, I often have two people who come to see me for readings and just it will just so happen that 
both their tra- they will both be experiencing very similar transits. There's two strangers who don't know each other and who I don't talk to about each other. I just I happen to be doing the readings. I'm like, oh, how interesting. This happened, you know, this person's going through this transit and this person's going through an identical one. And yet things are so different in each of their lives. And I think that proves that the stars don't rule us mm. because what we do with that energy, and that's what astrology is about. It's like one person is normally taking that energy and working with it in a certain way. And the other person is not working with the energy and the energy is kind of overpowering them. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And I, 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 the reason I was talking about divine timing, I just recently, probably uh, about two, three weeks ago, I went and saw a medium and uh, she was actually just explaining to me that there is a divine timing for everything, that sometimes you could work really hard towards something to make something happen. But if it's not the right time for you, it won't take place. Uh, so it's, it's interesting because that was a conversation we had just a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, well, how do you know then when it's the right time? Like, you know, astrologically, yes, I know some people use astrology to, you know, before they launch a course or anything like that, make sure they're working with, like you said, the yep. celestial weather, um, and, you know, planets alignment, that kind of thing before they do stuff. They work with those energies, but they don't get, um, I think, you know, obsessed with it where it's yeah, like, exactly. oh my. God, I can't do this. You know, it's retrograde. I can't, it's time for me to hibernate. And, and everyone does it differently. Like I've spoken to other astrologers who go when, you know, that's, there's sometimes there's a, there's a time to go, you know, underground and to be quiet and to connect with self. And then when it's the right time, you come back out again. So everyone does it differently. Everyone does it differently. And that's the other, you know, that's the other thing that I think that's important for listeners to know is, you know, you are your own alchemist, ultimately, each person is, that's what I believe, that each person has the power within themselves to be their own alchemist. So you just have to kind of get quiet enough to listen to that quiet whisper of your soul, who's guiding you. And that soul can give, you know, your higher self will give you your guides, whatever you want to call it, will give you messages through people, through teachers, through books, through signs, synchronicities, other things. But really, it's you that has all the answers inside. Sometimes we just need a little bit of help on the journey. But you it will happen when it's the right time for it to happen in your life. Mm, I think so too. So the other thing, Ambie, that we'd love to ask our woman of inspiration is pain points. I think that we all have pain points, whether it's in life or business. What would be some of your pain points and how do you actually move forward or more move through your pain points? Well, you know, it's really interesting because I had a uh, I would say that when I changed industries and careers and went from sort of being a media and entertainment lawyer who making a lot of money and had a very sort of material lifestyle, superficial lifestyle in many ways, to then working as a light worker for want of a better expression, um, I found, found a lot of stuff coming up about money, um, guilt about charging, what I was charging, almost feeling like I should be doing it for free, a complete rejection of all sort of those capitalist sort of things of, you know, material possessions and luxuries and And it was a very strange, it was like I went from one extreme to the other. And I guess my journey in the last few, and I see a lot of, by the way, light workers and people who do this kind of work, whether they're coaches, they're Reiki healers, meditation teachers, you know, astrologers or whatever, go through a similar sort of issue. A lot of them are these wonderful, powerful souls who are helping so many people, but they're not really helping themselves. You know, it's like they have a block with receiving. And when I started to struggle with this myself, I sort of, you know, did the process of alchemy on myself, which was to realize where it could come from and to realize that there's no, you know, the more I receive, the more I can share with others and to sort of own my own worth and to know that, yes, 
I'm sharing and, and yes, my work is that of a light worker, but I also deserve to be paid a certain amount for doing that. And I, I, it's fine to live in abundance. And it's fine that I like nice clothes. It's fine that I like to drive a nice car. It's, you know, it's fine that I like to eat organic food and, and all those things cost money and money is energy. So I once I shifted that, then I became an abundant light worker and that has transformed everything. Mm, like, I- everybody deserves to be an abundant light worker. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's a really good point that you talk about because sometimes we don't, and I was the same. I, uh, when I think about it, you know, we came to Australia from France. So I'm French and my parents worked really hard. So I had this belief that you had to really work hard for your money and, you know, became this full on workaholic. And, you know, it wasn't until I realized that, I was playing these old programs and then I had to shift the way that I was working and started saying I've got to work smarter, not so much harder. And it really started shifting the way that I was, you know, showing up and how I was working. So some of these limiting beliefs or these old unconscious beliefs, sometimes they do show up in, in our day to day. Um, yeah. And have an impact on how, you know, how successful we are. But sometimes we're not even connecting with where does this come from? So yeah, it's you're absolutely spot on, spot on with that. And it's funny, I actually just did an episode about uh, belief systems and that we believe what we believe is what we become, you know. And it really is true. And the thing is, is what we believe is often not as a result of us and our autonomous soul. It's a result of childhood, parenthood, as well-meaning and well-intended and wonderful as our parents could be. They imprint certain ideas on us. The society, early education, schooling, you know teenagehood, social media, the news, you know, we get bombarded by these opinions and these belief systems and these facts that are not actually necessarily our truth, but we adopt them as our own. So I think it's a really good idea for people, uh, you know, if there's an area of life in which you're not necessarily experiencing that flow, that that health, that abundance, whatever it is, like the goodness, you know, the goodness that is there for each of us to tap into. Go back and ask yourself, what do I really believe and think about this area of life? Because when you go back and you will see that that's the seed of consciousness that's creating that reality in your life. And you can choose to destroy and deconstruct that seed of that belief system and to recreate a belief system that serves you better. Mm, absolutely. So I think that with a, with a belief system, what would you think would be some of the reasons or a number one reason that each individual fails to succeed? When we're talking or thinking about limiting beliefs, what would be some of those things? I mean, I think that there's so many different iterations and variations of it. Like I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not clever enough. I'm not this enough. But fundamentally, it comes down to I'm not enough. And I think that, you know, that is the biggest limiting belief of all is I'm not enough. and I'm not worthy. And also a sort of because we have individual limiting beliefs and then we have sort of global limiting beliefs. The world is not a safe place it's there isn't enough to go around. I think that when we have those limiting beliefs about ourselves and the world at large, we cannot possibly succeed. And what I would say to people is always look for the person who has achieved in spite of their circumstances, in spite of the economy, in spite of this, in spite of this, in spite of that. They believed in themselves and they chose to believe a different reality. They chose to ignore all the naysayers. They chose to ignore the status of the economy or this and the other, and they were successful in spite of that. And it is possible. Mm. You know, it's interesting. I just had a conversation with a friend of mine just the other day who's a kinesiologist, and she was just saying it's uh, incredible how many individuals just of late that have been coming to me with exactly that, I am not good enough. 
Yeah. I'm not enough in yeah. some way. It's yep. so sad, isn't it, that these wonderful people and everybody is enough, but you need to see that you're enough and believe that you're enough and fill yourself up with that tank of, and I'm enough, for life to show you that you're enough. Because right now, if you believe in you're not enough, life is going to show you that in different you know, circumstances and situations and relationships. Mm, so true. Absolutely. So, Ambie, what advice would you give your younger self? Well, I think I said it before, this too shall pass and be brave and everything that you're going to, you know, everything that you want will come and it will be better than you could possibly have, you know, imagined, but it won't look how you expected it to look. Mm, I like that. And I think that goes back to what you were talking about when, um, about being brave. It's to be accountable. And I think that so often, this is a big piece for a lot of people, accountability. They'll go to see a coach, for example, expecting the coach to fix up all their problems. And yep. they don't realize they have to do the hard work. They've got to do the deep work. And that's where the bravery comes into it, really, isn't it? It's when they, you know, they're actually brave enough to unpack what's really going on. Yeah, be brave, like really be brave and know that you, all these other people might be helping you, but really it's you. And, you know, we are all responsible for ourselves. We all want greatness, but with greatness comes responsibility. And I would say that the responsibility part almost comes beforehand. We have to be responsible for creating that greatness in our lives. Mm, absolutely. The other thing, Ambie, that we do as we wrap up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. So what would be that one word for you? Well, it might sound a bit, it might, you might have expected this, but alchemy. <laughs> of course I would expect you to use alchemy. You're the, uh, you are the alchemist. It's interesting. I just uh, finished my second book and it's The Workplace Alchemist. Oh, The wow. title of it. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, Wow. It's Beautiful synchronicity. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's all about uh, the workplace alchemist because I do a lot of corporate work. It's actually really helping leaders, you you know, connecting with some of the woo-woo stuff, you know, because I use it all the time and I don't speak about it often to, unless, I, you know, people close to me. But I, I, it's at that time of my life now where I, I'm, I'm happy to blend the two because I had this very spiritual path for the first half of my life and then um, I moved away from that because I realized that people were becoming dependent on me and I wasn't really empowering people so this is when I went into the completely you know I went into the whole mindset coaching NLP neurolinguistics neuroscience uh, now I think it's time to combine the two you know so it's not so woo-woo anymore I love that I love mm. that you're lucky clients so, Amber, the other thing that we love to do is ask our woman of inspiration as we wrap up the show to pick three shiny golden nuggets for our listeners. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners today? Well, I'd like to give three tips that I actually use in my life that help me, which I think will really help listeners. First of all, brain dump every morning with morning pages. Morning pages is a wonderful ritual where you literally wake up and you just write three pages of whatever's in your head. It can be random, it can be bad, it can be good, it doesn't matter. It can be about your to-do list, it could be creative things that are coming out. But just as we go to the bathroom every morning, there's a way of kind of brain dumping and letting out all that noise and that stuff that's going, those thoughts, and that makes space for you to have a better day, for you to have a clearer head and therefore a more, much more flow in your day. The second thing I would recommend is social media massive boundaries around social media. I see this as 
you know, something that is so essential in order to enjoy social media and get the best of it and harness the most of it, but also to enjoy it soulfully. And that means not looking at social media first thing in the morning because you do not want to be starting your day by looking at what other people are doing and having that influence you. You want to be starting your day and writing the script for your day, for how your day is going to be. Also, you don't want to spend your whole day mindlessly scrolling. So I highly recommend having set times in which you check in, you go online, you have some fun, you chat to some people, you look at some pictures, you like things, etc., etc., but that you're not mindlessly scrolling all day and that's interrupting the flow of your brain and therefore the flow of your day. The last thing is, you know, everyone can be their own cosmic alchemist. Start to tune in to the lunar cycles. You know, we've got a full moon in Scorpio this weekend. Make a burn and release list at the full moon. Do engage in a little ritual. The new moon's two weeks later write a wish list for the month ahead and again engage in a little ritual do this for a few months and just notice and track and journal how you're feeling around these moon cycles i mean people have used these cycles for years and hundreds and hundreds of years and years from the beginning of existence to sow seeds to, for crops etc you know to harvest the crops why shouldn't we now be using those moon cycles too as normal human beings who are going about our daily lives so use those cosmic cycles and those lunar cycles in particular every month Oh, I love all three of them. Absolutely. I love them. So, Ambie, where's the best place for our listeners to find you? Um, alchemywithambie.com is my website. And on Instagram, where I post regularly, is at alchemyambie. And if they fancy listening to a little bit of me, then you can find me on iTunes. With Alchemy with Ambie is the name of my podcast on iTunes. I love the name. Awesome. Ambie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge with us. I'm sure our listeners are going to reach out and get some soul astrology from you and some one-on-one coaching. I just love what you do. So once again, thank you so much for your time and your energy. Thank you very much, Catherine. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and happy weekend. Thank you. You too. Have a great weekend. Bye. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift. Where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself. <music>